Hello friends, I'm Ashish Darbari, founder and CEO of Axiomize. To our new listeners, welcome, and to our older listeners, welcome back. Today in-house, I have a very interesting person. I'm talking about Bipul Talukdar. He is director of Application Engineering North America for Smart TV Technology. Hi, Bipul. Welcome in-house. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Asis. Thank you for having me here. Oh, no, it's a pleasure to have you with all of these announcements on Verification IP. But hey, before we get into Verification IP and all of the interesting things that SmartDV does, let me focus on you a little bit, if I may. Where were you born? How did you get into science and engineering? How exactly did you end up doing uh, interesting things with verification? Right. Yeah. So I'm born in Assam, the northeastern state of um, uh-huh. India, which is kind of bordering uh, China, uh-huh. to geographically located in the globe. I'll tell you, everybody knows Assam because everybody has drunk a cup of Assam tea. So right. everybody knows where yeah. Assam is. But yeah, it's just so always are, nice to, yeah. We are the supplier of tea. That's correct. Sorry, carry on, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, growing up uh, in Assam, I always wanted to be an electronics engineer. Uh, I say electronics engineer, not computer uh-huh. science engineer. So at that time, like, electronics had a little more glam into it. Computer mm-hmm. came mm-hmm. in, you know, a little more mm-hmm. emphasized, um, mm-hmm. you know, later. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, right out of engineering studies, like, you know, I was, uh, I did my engineering uh, in, uh, uh, electronics and telecommunication from um, the National Institute of Technology in Silchar in Assam. Uh-huh. I see. Yeah. Um, in the same state where I was born. Mm-hmm. And and coming out of there, uh, you know, I was always looking for a job to do micro post service system design. Mm-hmm. And the knowledge I had from engineering studies at that time was just 80, 85 microprocessor from Intel. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's way back, you know, interesting stories around 8085 I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, uh, so it, it was very hard to get into, uh, you know, development job right away, uh, which just fresh out of college at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I found uh, a little firm who wanted to give me, you know, development work based on 8085. Right. <laughs> uh, so I worked on that records, mm. uh, like 8085 based in yep. the system design. Yeah, uh, some systems, uh, writing machine code programming and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's how my career started. And then after eventually I joined Cadence Design Systems in Noida. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's where I got into verification, IP development, um, including assertion-based verification um, right. in a work. Um, so that time the war was on between SVA and PSL right. um, as a language. Uh-huh. Yeah, and... and then, you know, in a deal, Cadence kind of um, lost zero into metrographics. And so Cadence had to, you know, develop uh, the assertion library. So I was tasked with that. So I wrote the first assertion library in PSL for Cadence uh, that time. And nice. then, you know, based on that work and some more verification, um, you know, IP work, uh, I was hired by metrographics in the Silicon Valley. Okay. That's how I came into the States. I and, see. Mm-hmm. That's how I was uh, part of the you know verification IP development team in Metrographics and worked in uh, you know verification IP development, uh, which is targeted for all different verification platforms. Let's I say, see. Yeah. You know simulation, formal mm-hmm. emulation. So I started developing lots of interesting formal verification 
uh, was engaged in you know benchmarking evaluation works for Cuesta Formel. I that see. Time. I see. Um, and so 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 that that kind of work uh, I got into. And then from, from there on, mostly I was working in assertion-based verification, working in checker real libraries, uh, in QVL libraries for Mentor. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and then I was working for formal verification work for other companies like, you know, the Shore Research. And, um, and, and, and there I was working in formal verification for, um, um, for the... Um, so, so there they were building some supercomputer ethics and for that I was part of it and that was a great learning experience hmm. and also contributing to the cause there. Right. And, and from there on I joined back Cadence again working in formal verification primarily. Uh, I, was, uh, I was owning some of the product engineering works for uh, just for formal verification tool. Hmm. And, and from there I moved to Sci-5 and that's where I was working in the advanced hardware design um, development flows, how verification can be improved on mm -hmm. uh, for, you know, catering to that kind of a flow. Mm -hmm. and, and with all that knowledge, then I decided to move into smart DV mm -hmm. and be part of the current revolution that mm -hmm. we are working on at smart DV. Mm -hmm. This is very interesting, uh, quite a quite an impressive journey through Cadence, Metrographics, Graphics, Sci-5, D Shore Research. So I now know if I want to blame any of the VIP issues in Cadence or Metro Graphics, I could I could come to you and blame you. Yeah. <laughs> Given you were you were involved from the very beginning. Uh, but no, good to know all of that. So tell me what is Smart TV um, doing these days? I hear that you guys are making almost all kinds of verification IP, um, do you want to share with our listeners a bit more on the company profile? What do you guys do? What sort of product ranges do you make? Right, so SmartDB was formed like back in 2007 by our founders. And the idea was to move kind of like a transactional business into kind of like a service oriented business. Uh, because uh, if you look at in transactional business delivery model types, uh, it really do not work because what you develop and you provide to someone, it doesn't just right fit into the flow. There are a lot of work needed around it, a lot of support work needed around it. And that's the reason why there was this model of service-oriented business for verification IP and design IP. Um, so, uh, like I said, that it needs customization. I need customization to verification IP and design IP to fit a specific flow for a specific project work worked by some uh, somebody who is developing this new, you know, SOCs, cores, or any hardware block for that matter. Um, so we are about 250 uh, experienced ASIC and SOC design uh, verification engineers. Um, and, 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 and we believe that, you know, that's a, a, a good amount of investment in number of engineers, the manpower, the resource for developing just doing verification IP. So I have a quick question, people, if I may sure. ask you. Um, you mentioned something about going service-oriented along with verification IP. The whole point of having a verification IP in the first place is to provide the automation so that you take the heavy lifting out of human effort. So why would you then need more service engineers to get the verification IP in the hands of the end customer? Uh, right. So when I say service, I also mean deployment and to make a verification IP successful mm -hmm. uh, in the flow. Uh -huh. um, so 
So whenever a verification IP comes from a third party, yeah. uh, the understanding uh, its architecture, understanding how it fits into the existing pieces in-house uh, is, is a big effort normally you put in. And that's the reason why like, you know, um, the companies, they do not like to move from a verification IP one kind to another because there is a effort involved from going from here to there. And, and that's where like we come in very handy because we do the heavy lifting of kind of you know, integrating a verification IP into any target environment. That's how we are successful uh, to be able to, you know, uh, you know, request what is out there or just deploy for a new fresh flow. So another question then, so is your most of your business then service oriented or most of it is product oriented with services being almost supplementary as it was. That is correct. So this service that I mentioned is come with our product. We are a product company I in see. the first place. Mm -hmm. But I mentioned service oriented so that because we have seen from our experience that is required together with the product that someone purchases. Mm -hmm. The support is a big deal here. Mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, Take a piece of design IP and mm. it comes with a huge manual. Nobody has the time today to read to the entire manual, right. the user guide, mm. and to make things work. Mm. And that's the last thing an engineer do, what I have seen from my experience. They mm. do not read the user guide. Mm. And somebody handy to talk to, somebody handy to work together, shoulder mm. to shoulder, and that's what we are. Okay. That's how we make things more productive. Mm -hmm. I see. So tell me a little bit more um, specifically on the kinds of key technology challenges that you are overcoming with your solution? I mean, are you building a lot of like ARM-based VIP components? Is that what your focus point is? Or is it HDMI? Um, where are your main strengths and where do you see the market um, going in which particular technologies? So our breadth of protocol expertise is so much that uh, we do not really center around one piece of protocol like be it HDMI or be it just R architecture or RISC-V as an architecture. Mm. Um, the, to explain why I say that, I have to tell you a little bit about our technology. Mm -hmm. uh, so our um, design flow or development flow um, is you know, centered around our smart compiler. I see. So, so we developed uh, like, you know, long time back and when it was founded, uh, we develop this, uh, you know, smart compiler, which is which can, which is highly parameterizable, and it has its own language that you can enter a specific protocol at a higher level of abstraction. I see. And 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 that supports a lot of parameterization. So given that, uh, basically, we can encode a protocol in our language at the higher level of abstraction, and once it goes into the compiler. You can just speak what you want to generate. Uh -huh. You want to pick BFM uh, for a specific protocol. Right. Once you have entered that protocol in our, uh, you know, uh, proprietary language, uh, then you can produce anything, you know, industry standard language based or methodology based, uh, you know, components. Okay. And that's applicable mm. for both verification IP and design IP. And that's our, like, you know, the secret sauce. You know, that's how we can, you know, with these many engineers, we can produce today like more than 600 products in the market. Name a protocol, we we most probably have it. I see. Like we have the largest portfolio of verification IP and design IP today. So I don't know if it, this is uh, secret information, but which ones of these 600 ones are you selling the most? Where, where are you seeing the market trends 
going towards? Is it in um, SOC-based verification IP, or is it the design IP that's actually taking most of your business forward? Um, right. So we see a, a big trend in terms of, uh, you know, as a risk five, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not not still as large as what is the existing. Uh, you know, uh, ARM-based architecture-related protocol-based, uh, uh, you know, products. But still, the risk is gaining, like, a huge momentum. Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's how we came up with our risk based solutions, uh, mm -hmm. be it, you know, bus function and models, or be it a CPU verification flow. I see. We came up with all that. We have enhanced our compiler to be able to cater to that need. Okay. And so mm -hmm. that's one number one. Um, then we have, like, a lot of uh, in the video products, like you mentioned already, HDMI-related, yeah. uh, uh, you know, display. Then the memory-related, memory models-related, we mm -hmm. see a lot of a trend. Uh, coming in there, you know, LPDDR4, 5, uh, there is a um, lot of trend towards that. Um, right. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and also we see a lot of trend towards FPGA-based, um, you know, verification IP requirement. Uh, given this IoT business that's right. so much a thing mm -hmm. today, mm -hmm. um, you know, processors are, you know, uh, are being picked, like, from probably open source sometimes. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. pick the processors and they build, like, uh, you know, specialized, uh, mm -hmm. uh, so maybe coprocessor, maybe accelerator and things like mm -hmm. that. And those can be verified on a piece of FPGA. Mm -hmm. And 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 we are big in an FPGA, you know, our our mm -hmm. uh, the flow, the way we do our flows is, is very easily we can move our verification IP mm -hmm. from platform to platform, be it from simulation to mm -hmm. emulation or FPGA. Uh, you, we can do all that. That and was my question. That, that yeah. is what I was right, going right. to, that is what I was going to ask you is that your VIP components are reusable, but potentially going from a simulation-based bus functional model, you know, you probably want a synthesizable VIP for emulation and FPGA. So right. are you then focusing more on assertion-based uh, modeling style to make everything synthesizable? I mean, how do you take a simulation-based VIP from a simulation environment into an emulation or an FPGA? So, uh, yeah, so uh, as I already mentioned about our smart compiler, mm. uh, it's very easy for us to produce synthesizable code. I see. Uh, and the smart compiler is ruled by very uniform uh, linting yeah. methods, okay. uh, like advanced. Mm -hmm. And so whenever you produce code, it's already, uh, you know, lint free. You don't need to lint again. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Because it's... it's it's adhered to certain strict rules right. already mm -hmm. as part of it, and and it's uniform code. It's not like n number of you know engineers developing different products at different level of efficiency of mm -hmm. the code. Mm -hmm. It's uniform efficient code. So and we can also create synthesizable code, uh, the VFM synthesizable. Uh, it's very easy for us to crank out, and and once we have those cranked out, then all we need to create is the in the uses uh, interfaces. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, yeah. once you have the VFM on the hardware, then the uses interface, we prefer to do through DPI because it's more of like a universal. Yeah. Um, and to do the, you know, the user interface uh, related works like your, you might like to have your test pens on a host machine and work through DPI to the hardware where your Got hardware you. is running. Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. if you want your test pen itself is synthesizable, that's mm -hmm. also not a big deal for us mm -hmm. because we can produce 
there's bands also a synthesizable component. It can it can just everything mm. just go onto your mm -hmm. emulator or FPGA, and mm. and this is uh, pretty easy for us because of the way we do the flows. So, Bipul, I have a question. So, you're selling simulation-based VIP, uh, formal uh, VIP, targeting emulators and FPGA. Where do where are you seeing the most amount of pull from? Is it from the simulation-based customers? or formal verification or emulation or FPGA? How do you see the scattering? Um, I, I see a, the, a bigger trend towards FPGA today. Um, uh, I that think, sense, um, yeah. you know, users have, users have realized that, that there is a money factor involved uh, in the emulation because you have to buy huge machines and, and, and of course, there are like cloud-based emulation today available out there. Um, but, you know, people get nervous uh, talking about clouding emulation, emulation cloud and all that. Um, so FPGA is pretty handy. Uh, you know, uh, only thing is that you need some in-house experts to work with uh, the FPGA. And it's low cost and it's scalable. Um, so all that uh, advantages, uh, I think, is valid um, uh, to say. Uh, because I see that trend already uh, uh -huh. towards that. Mm -hmm. So what is what do you notice about the simulation-based verification? Um, I, I think it's it's the standard, right? It's out there. I mean, there is nothing new about it. It's simulation. Uh, it has its limitation in terms of how deep you can go. So you have formal to complement it, and and then uh, how how much breadth on simulation? How many cycles you can do? Mm -hmm. uh, within limited amount of time, right. um, you know, to complement that, you need emulation. And even not to just complement, maybe it's a necessity for bigger chips today. Mm -hmm. uh, emulation and FPGA, both of these. Uh, I mean, I have seen uh, people doing no emulation, just FPGA, right, from simulation. So I, I can see the value in emulation and FPGA. That's hardly uh, difficult to understand. But if you were building chips for IoT, uh, small microcontroller-based IP components, would you still see that your customers are using emulation for that kind of verification? Would they not use a combination of simulation formal and then FPGA-based testing? Uh, right. Uh, so depending on the complexity level, probably, and depending on the application, uh, because if the application is you know, uh, uh, less critical, maybe you don't have to invest in formal. Just go from simulation to FPGA. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, but I think that FPGA is a must. If you are tapping out to safeguard against that, or maybe you are developing products for just FPGA, of course, in that case, it's essential. I see. I see. Very interesting. So in terms of the VIP components that you're building, are you also having solutions for networking products then? And what kind of networking protocols do you support? I think we support pretty much uh, what's out there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for all flavors of you know Ethernet, of course, we have it, mm -hmm. and and we have not just uh, you know VIP. Uh, we have design IPs uh, all around that. What about Wi-Fi? Well. Wi-Fi based. Um, so Wi-Fi is something. Um, is we we thought of touching it. It's a good point that you brought it up. And and, 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 and and there were several, you know, uh, I think it was primarily like, it's not like it, a feasibility question, we could do it, but Wi-Fi, mostly what we have seen is that whoever are doing it, 
they like to do stuff themselves because of the specialty brought into the mm -hmm. uh, you know products I see. and 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 so we have seen like a, a, a no not much uh, you know a benefit mm -hmm. going just do wi-fi instead mm -hmm. we steered our resources to do something else which is more beneficial for us but it is something if someone wants a wi-fi product from us we can work with them if they need it it's pretty not so hard for us to do but we haven't put out there what about 5g then that's the hottest topic right now are you seeing a lot of uh, application of VIPs for 5G design verification? As we have seen a trend you know, asking for products around ADAPT, and I cannot, of course, mention who are asking and sure, what sure. is being mm. asked exactly. Mm. But we are you know, investing ourselves in the fragrance. I see, I see. Awesome. Okay, so people, uh, if a listener today wanted to take away five tips to pursue a career in verification. I think it would be really appropriate to take these tips from given your journey into all kinds of verification work that you've been doing. What would be your recommendation, especially to the new fresh engineers coming out of the university? What should they do to carve out a successful career in verification? Right. Okay. So. My first tip would be, um, it's a dynamic market and it's very hard to know exactly where the market is going, but you can follow the market just by reading the job descriptions. It always works. Mm -hmm. um, and, and there will be, uh, you know, some companies may not write everything in the job description because of confidentiality, what they're working on, mm -hmm. but 90% of the time uh, you cannot go wrong with the job descriptions. Right. Right, right. So you're then, saying follow the market trends and then where you think most of the jobs are, that could be a good indicator of where you could focus on. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Second tip. Right. <laughs> and, and there is no replacement of like, you know, keeping up to date, um, reading tag journals and attending conferences. Mm -hmm. And so I would strongly advise uh, everyone uh, to go to tag, uh, tag conferences and, and that's where, you know, the, you know, the icing sure. on yeah. the cake is available. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's, that's again, uh, I totally agree with that. And number three, I would say being a verification engineer and, and a developer for verification uh, solutions, uh, I would still say that innovation is lacking in verification mm -hmm. uh, today. Today, so there is uh, lately there is a lot of uh, you know design flow related uh, advancement. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you might have heard in the RISC five world at least that where you know people write things in you know language like Shizel, BlueSpack, mm -hmm. yeah, and then produce the hardware. Yeah. Now you produce hardware. Now how do you produce the verification component to fit into that advanced flow? Mm. So we need innovation. Uh, you know, uh, this is just an example. Okay. We need advanced verification components. Mm -hmm. Be an out-of-the-box thinker. Mm -hmm. Bring in fresh ideas. Do not just go by what's out there. Mm -hmm. That's important. Mm -hmm. That will be my third point. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't disagree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely 100% okay. right, yeah. And the fourth one, I would say, uh, believe in symbiosis. The symbiosis is very important. Be part of open source community, contribute, and uh, digest what's out there. 
And once you contribute or your work is seen out there, uh, you know, you know, getting a job, getting opportunities, uh, working together with, uh, you know, bright people all around the globe uh, will not be, you know, very hard. Uh -huh. it's, it's pretty. And also helping the fellow engineers on continuous basis, being part of open source community, I think is a noble thing to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And the last one. All right, the last one is get involved, you know, make your hands dirty. It's, it's very important, ask questions to the experts. Even if it's a, you think it's a stupid question, a question always opens something like a new possibility. Uh, uh, people can say some question is stupid because there oh, is yeah. no question concept is around stupid, that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But our idea is to innovate, getting involved, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would say. Excellent. Totally agree with everything you said, Bipul. Thank you so much for coming over as a guest. Uh, I'm indeed very thankful and grateful to you. And I very much look forward to getting you back as a guest. Thank you very much. Thank you, Astis. It was a pleasure. Thank you. So friends, I hope you enjoyed our chat today. Uh, it is not easy to find experts who have this breadth of knowledge from design to verification. And Bipul gave excellent five tips to everyone, uh, especially the younger uh, generation who's listening to us. Um, so keep following us, um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, email us at info.axomize.com, and we will be back next week. Stay healthy, stay connected.